Hi, Y Weddings family. Today we are chatting about how to create an experience for you and your guests, both with and without COVID precautions at your wedding. My guest today, Jackie, comes from a performing arts background and has over a decade of design, production, and vendor relations experience. She has a degree in psychology and business management and a passion for design, details, and planning. Jackie's approach to the planning experience is one of relaxation, creativity, and ease. She is an inspired innovator and educator and is relentless in her pursuit of refinement and perfection in her designs. Jackie is a four-time ACE winner through Cater Source, member of the year through VAWP, and has been included in several publications, including Martha Stewart Weddings, Inside Weddings, Wedlux, and many more. Her favorite part of the wedding is seeing the bride walk down the aisle. So stay tuned, and I hope you enjoy my conversation with Jackie Watson. Welcome to the Why Weddings Podcast. I'm your host, Morgan Powell. I am so excited to share insights from leading wedding professionals with you. Tune in each week as we discuss traditions, trends, and tips for the modern couple. Let's plan a wedding. Hey, Jackie, it's so nice to have you on the podcast. Welcome. Thank you. Thank you for having me. I'm super excited to be here. Me too. And it sounds like you are just staying cozy there up in the northeast of Vermont and freezing (laughs) weather. I certainly am. It's minus three degrees and and lovely Vermont. So I am bundled up in my sweater and and sweatpants and that's how I'm going to (laughs) stay. Oh, that sounds wonderful. I've, I've been rocking the sweatpants for the past year and um, definitely clothes fit differently after <laughs> after that. Yeah, there, there's been some serious COVID weight gain and I've started a new workout routine. So I'm, I'm really hoping that I can get it off by spring. I know. My husband jokes, he goes, yeah, we all know it's COVID-19, but we didn't know it would be the COVID-19. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So I might have I I might have gained more than nineteen though, unfortunately. Yeah, me too. Me too. <laughs> so I know. And and I was talking to somebody the other day and I go, Oh my gosh, I haven't worked a wedding in like really worked a wedding. I mean, I've had a few yeah. micro weddings and stuff like that, but I have not worked a wedding in over a year. Like Yeah. And so Crazy. I go, Oh, I need to remember how to do my job. Yeah, I think I think we're all going to be in that. We actually only had three weddings, uh, and and two of them were very small last year, and, and one was big, but it was not until the end of the season. So we actually, it, it was odd. Like it felt so odd. Oh, what do we do now? <laughs> right. Oh my gosh, that's that's the worst. We're we're all all of the couples out there that are planning. Just know we're all gonna like. It's going to take maybe a minute for us to get back <laughs> to, to how we how we we're going to be good. Things. We're going to be good. No, yeah, it, it's, we're we're going to be good and we're going to kill it. And you, I I am so excited yes. for for this season to happen. Oh, me too. And you know, I one of the things that I really appreciated about the COVID nineteen pandemic and the shutdowns and things that have happened in the past year is it's really helped focus and re 
realign what's important. When I talk to my family and my friends, it is those relationships that really become important and that people are missing. My friends are saying, oh my gosh, I miss, I just want to go to a restaurant and like scoot my chair back too far and accidentally bump into some somebody and, you know, have those social interactions. And I think I'm starting to see that with our couples that we're talking to for the upcoming year is they're really wanting to create memories and experiences with those people that are most important to them. They're not so concerned Mm -hmm. about their second, third cousin that they haven't seen in 20 years. They're like, okay, how do we make this a memory and something that everybody looks back on and goes, oh my gosh, do you remember so-and-so's wedding? It was so much fun. And, and we did this and we did that. And, and the creativity that's coming out of this is really exciting for me as a photographer to go, okay, how are we making this more personal? How are we giving guests a greater experience? So I'm really excited to chat with you today all about creating experiences for our wedding guests and I guess our couples too. So yeah, absolutely. It's it's been a phenomenal experience doing this as a as a planner and a designer, um, and I and I, that's exactly what I love doing is, is creating that experience for those guests to walk away with saying, "Oh my gosh, that was the best wedding we've ever been to." Right. Well, what bride in the era of Pinterest? You know, what bride doesn't want everybody to go? Oh my gosh, that was the most amazing wedding. Right? Or you know, they're in the middle of their friend group and everybody's done kind of the same thing and they want something different. They want something unique yeah, and personal. they want something unique. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I have to be honest with you. I don't use Pinterest. I will literally tell my bride, you can send me your board. I will look at it once, but then we will not look at it again because you're not unique. Unfortunately, you can get great ideas from Pinterest and Instagram and everywhere else. But at the end of the day, when you're creating an experience for, for yourself, for your guests, you really need to dive into who you are and what the message is that you want to relate to. And finding an inspirational photo is a great way to do it. But then, you know, coming back to me and saying, oh, I want to mimic this, I usually say, no, we're not doing that. It's a very candid, you, this, this is who we are and this is what we're going to do. <laughs> you are not alone in that. Uh, most, most wedding yeah. professionals that I talk to feel the same way about that, of just like, no, I am doing my own thing. Um, like we'll use it as inspiration, but I'm not going to copy somebody else's work. We jumped right into this. I'm going to back up just a little bit. Yeah. Tell our listeners out there, give us like your story. How did you get started? How did you find this love of design and specifically design for weddings? So I, (laughs) it's a funny story. I actually got started well it's a funny story and a sad story and a happy story too so I actually got started back in 2009 when uh, my husband asked me to marry him and I will tell you now that I was the type that never thought they would get married like and he was too Chris was very much I'm never going to get married but um lo and behold God had other plans for me and I ended up being diagnosed with lupus um, spent about two months in the hospital in renal failure and didn't think that I was going to come out. And I did, obviously I survived. I'm here. Okay. I'm enjoying life. And when I walked out, my husband asked me to marry him. 
and it was a very, I can't live without you. I know this. This this is this needs to happen. So we dove headfirst into planning, and that is how I ended up getting started. Um, because I realized when I was planning, there was no help. There really wasn't any planners in the game, um, and especially doing what I wanted them to do, which which was that customer relationship and that experience and creating that story and I couldn't find anybody so I did it you know and in the process of planning my own wedding I had multiple vendors come to me and say oh my gosh I you should be a planner like we don't have enough you would be really awesome at this and so I took that and I ran with it and I ended up going to college back to school got my degree in business management my degree in psychology and then did design as well. Wow. Uh, and then right after our wedding in 2010, I started our company. And we started out small. And now we're, we're working with only luxury uh, clients. Uh, and we only take 10 events a year. So um, my I was able to take my experience and create a story out of it. And, and that's what I try to do for all my couples. But I've been in it for over a decade now. That's amazing. Thank you so much. I I love, I was talking to another professional earlier today and I go, my favorite part for me personally, I'm so selfish about this, is I love hearing everybody's story because mm-hmm. just like every couple, every vendor's story of how they got involved in weddings and how they decided to make this part of their career is so different. And, mm-hmm. and they all yeah. come from a little bit different place. And I think that's an important thing for our listeners to understand is that vendors have gotten into weddings for a variety of different reasons. And you need to find the vendors that gel with you and your story and how you guys came together and and how you want to celebrate. Because at the end of the day, if you hire somebody that it's just a job to them, it's going to, it's not worth it. This is one yeah. one place where it's like it's just not worth it to yeah and to hire and we anybody. tell that to our yeah and we tell that to our clients one of the first things we say is we're not going to send you somebody just because they match with your budget you know we we will send them a fourteen page questionnaire to dive into who they are and they're always surprised they're like oh my gosh this, there is a lot of questions here. Yep. But at the end of the day, we're creating a story. And it's not just me creating the story. It's the entire vendor team. So our job, whether you're a planner, designer, photographer, florist, is to understand exactly who your clients are and what they need and then create that optimal experience as a vending team. And, and that's what I love. Like It's one of my favorite parts of the planning process. Oh, I couldn't agree more. I could not agree more. So... Talking about these experiences, let's dive right in on why, I, we kind of touched on it a little bit, but like why create an experience for your wedding guests? Why not just call them all up and say, hey, we're going to get married and like meet us in the park and we're going to barbecue and call it good, which if that is your dream, there's nothing wrong with that. But why, why is it important to create an experience for the wedding guests in particular? I think it's a great process, the great, the great first step to setting yourself up for a beautiful journey. 
um, you know, this, this is a once in a lifetime. Most, most people I would think are, oh, I mean, oftentimes it doesn't work, but at the current moment when you're engaged, it's a once in a lifetime opportunity for you to share your story with your guests. So, and, and it can be anywhere. If you want to go for a walk in a park and quickly get a loaf with two of your friends, do it. Absolutely do it, but be true to yourself. And I think that's the biggest thing about planning and designing for us is that this isn't just an ordinary average wedding. This is everything taken from your past to your present to your future melted into one beautiful pot of flowers. And then that flower blooms and everybody gets to see it. And I think the biggest thing with creating an experience is that your guests get to figure out who you are. They get to see a piece of you they didn't get to know before. And that makes them feel involved and included and part of the family. And that's what people walk away with. They walk away. It's not just about the, the sight and the smells that a wedding can produce. It's about the feeling and the emotion and the rawness. And when that client, you know, says, all right, let's just put it all out there. I want our guests to feel this way. It creates a really exceptional experience. And that's when those guests get to walk away and say, I never felt anything like that before. I never experienced a wedding that made me feel so included, that made me feel like that was the best event that we've ever been to. Oh, I love that. I love that so much. And you know, going back to this is a once in a lifetime event, it really mm-hmm. is a once in a lifetime event. Whether you like with this person, whether the relationship has stays and you guys celebrate your 75th wedding anniversary or it doesn't last, this moment with these people are it is a once in a lifetime event. Mm-hmm. And so, I mean, like you said, hope we always hope for all of our couples that they live long, happy lives together and they found their, their person, they found their penguin and, and they're just together forever. But we're also realists and we know that, you know, life happens and all of that kind of stuff. So, but I like to remind couples, this is a once in a lifetime moment because it will never happen with that person again. You got it. That's exactly right. And so I, I think that's such a great thing. And and really, as we, as I've talked to different professionals and I've talked to couples and friends and family and stuff all throughout um, my time as a, a wedding professional, I, I find that the people who are at your wedding are your cheerleaders. They're the people that are going to be there with you and they're going to help you win it's not fun and when you're struggling and when you're having a hard time. And so creating that experience, and it sounds to me like you, your company really focuses on creating that experience of inclusion, of we are a family, we are coming together and we are supporting each other and we love each other and that's what's important at the end of the day, which I think is such a great perspective to keep for couples that are planning their weddings. Yeah, especially in today's world with COVID, um, because we have a lot of clients, and, and I get it, they come to us and they're like, 
we don't want to social distance. We don't want to mask. So let's just not do this wedding. Let's postpone. And my first thought is, is it about the mask or is it about the two of you coming together? You know, and it's a really hard comment to make because at the end of the day, it's the truth. Like, Nobody's going to remember the mask. Nobody's going to remember sitting six feet apart from each other. What they are going to remember is what you created as an experience. They're going to remember your ceremony. They're going to remember your vows. They're going to remember the moment that you said, I do, and walked out raising your hand saying, oh, my gosh, we did it. We're married. You know, so those are all the things that we really strive to put out there. And, And I think that a lot of times, brides and grooms can get caught up in all the hubbub and forget who they are and forget to tell that story. I couldn't agree more. So with that in mind, how, what are some tips that you have for couples to help them, I guess, whittle down who they are and help them create that experience for their couples? Because especially with weddings, I mean, you have some of those things that we all joke and laugh about, you know, mothers of the bride in particular. But there are so many opinions on a wedding day that you either should, because of different dynamics, you should take into account or you feel like you need to take into account. And so how? what's your advice for couples trying to navigate planning their wedding and making yeah. sure it's it's their wedding? Yeah, and it's such a great question. So one of the biggest pieces of advice that I, I tell any of our clients is when you're looking at your guest list, you need to really sit down and look at the people you're inviting. Don't invite everybody just because mom and dad say their friends need to come or because you feel it's the right thing to do because you were invited somewhere. The reality is the people that you know you end up inviting just because you feel you need to are the ones that are not going to really care. They're, they're going to walk away and they're not going to remember anything because they aren't a part of your core foundation. Um, so we're really honest when it comes to that. And we say to our clients, listen, if you haven't seen this person in two or three years and you don't contact them on a daily basis or a weekly basis, why are you inviting them? That's a hundred or more dollars for that person that you may never see again for another two or three years. So really, is it worth it? Right. Um, so that's, that's, that's number one. Um, and I think this is something that happens, you know, a lot. I think that if mom and dad are paying for the wedding and bride and groom are coming, um, that mom and dad can oftentimes forget. And it's certainly not on purpose. Um, but because they're paying, they almost feel like, okay, this is our wedding and we need to have it the way we want it. And unfortunately the reality is, and, and it's, often a reality check that I have to do with moms and dads and, and, and couples is that this isn't your day. Nope. You are a part of a day, but it's not your day. You had your day. Mm-hmm. Now it's your son's or your daughter's day. And we want you to give us your thoughts and we want you to feel included and we want you to have the things that you want, but we need to make sure that our primary focus is the couple and their story because your story was told. Yeah. Now it's time for you to take some of your story and help mesh it into their story so that they can see an overall picture. Oh, I love that. 
And I, I think it's really hard for, I think like human nature, it takes over. Yeah. And so, absolutely, you know, no fault of anybody, but you do see, especially with a little bit younger couples that mom and dad are paying and it's, well, this is how we yeah. do the way. Or if they're like the fourth or, the, you know, they're one of the last siblings and, and they did this for all of their other siblings. And that's, I, I just remember I had a couple who the bride really loved. They were getting married in fall. And she really loved those fall colors. And so she chose ivory and orange, like a burnt orange, as her wedding colors. And the and gray. So gray and like a beautiful. It was beautiful. It was absolutely stunning. But the groom went to get his his suit or his tux. And his family goes, they picked out a black tux at, for him to wear. And we looked at it and we go, so it's Halloween. <laughs> like, it's Halloween. And, but it was like, but no, our family gets married in black Texas. Like that. Yeah. And so I think yeah. having those conversations and it's hard, like, I'm not trying to, to make it sound like it's easy because it's hard. There are traditions. There are things that, that you yeah. envision for how a wedding should look, whether that's, based on religious traditions, familial traditions, what you've seen in movies and television, and all of those things shape how we view what a wedding should look like. And I love the idea of creating an experience that's unique to the couple because every couple is unique. Yeah, yeah and, and that's the one thing that we say to, say to our moms and dads is like, I understand your traditions and your thoughts so how can we it's it's that compromise you know it's the ultimate compromise between the mom and the dad and the couple how can we make mom and dad happy but also make the couple happy um and i think when you do that and and i'm very thankful that we have successfully done that (laughs) over the years um I think when that happens, it really does create a really awesome foundation because they're seeing the story from the very start to the current, you know, where you're at and to where you're going to go. Yeah. No, I love that. What would you suggest couples do? There are so many parts to a wedding day and assuming that they can't, for whatever reason, hire a wedding planner that can help keep Mm -hmm. all of the details together for them and help them kind of navigate this this once in a lifetime have never done it before have to get it perfect moment <laughs> how yep. what would what advice would you give to them for how to go about framing and starting to look at creating the experience that they want as a couple for their wedding day yeah, and that's a great question because you're right. A lot of people, you know, a lot of people can't afford planners, um, you know, and, and I get that and I understand that. Um, I think the first thing is, you know, when you do get engaged, celebrate it. Don't think that you have to do everything right away. Actually take a couple of months, sit down with each other and say, what do we want? And list it out. Write all your pros and cons and start from you know, when you were a teenager and dreaming about your Cinderella wedding, you know, and thinking about all the things you wanted then, start there. And 
then you'll find, you know, and, and create separate lists. I always tell my brides and grooms, don't create a list together. Create separate lists because you're two separate individuals that are coming together, you know. And when you're done your list, put them together and see how many things are alike. And there are so many times where I've had a bride come back to me and say, oh, my God, I had a dozen things that my fiancé had as well. So we were able to cross all these things off. Um, so, you know, it, it kind of goes back to my, my first piece of advice is take your time. Get to know each other and get to know what you want to do. Um, and don't worry about, you know, hiring, you know, right away. I Yes, people do get booked. But, you know, every year there are more and more vendors that come into our wonderful wedding world. Um, So you will find somebody. It might take some time, but you will absolutely find somebody. Um, And when you're choosing your vendors, don't choose just on budget. Like that's my second piece of advice. The biggest piece of advice is don't choose just on budget. Actually sit down with them. Take a phone call meeting with them or a video chat. And see if they connect with you, if they vibe, if they gel. Um, and if they do, then they're their person for you. If they don't, then say, you know, thanks, I just don't feel like we, we worked well together. Um, and when you create that story or that experience from the get-go, you're setting yourself up for success. Um, you know, and, and have that candid conversation. I think my last piece of advice would be understand what your budget is before you start planning. Like, sit down with mom and dad, sit down with yourself, and figure out, this is where we want to spend. Our job as wedding planners, photographers, florists, educators of this industry is to be able to educate you and say, okay, well, this is the reality. This is how much things actually cost. Mm -hmm. So do you want to invest more? Do you want to scale back? Like, you know, and really show the client what they can do with what they have and what the options are to keep going. Oh, I love that. I love that so much because I think I love Hollywood. I love Hollywood weddings. Like, don't get me wrong, but I think they have done a disservice and Pinterest as well. I I have a love-hate with that, that platform of giving brides and couples unrealistic expectations for the average person. Um, I, we were talking, this, this is not a JLo wedding planner wedding. (laughs) And I say that often to clients because they do come in with these expectations from Pinterest and from, you know, movies that they've seen on TV and it's twice what they, you know, twice what they expected. And I'm like, this isn't the movies. This, this is real life. I, I loved it. I had an interview with uh, Alan Berg uh, last year. Actually, almost a year ago, we were in the same place and were able to sit down together. It was one of my last interviews in person before COVID happened. And we were having this conversation. He goes, everybody has a budget. J-Lo has a budget. Like, nobody's just like, oh, sky's the limit. Whatever you want to spend, it's not a big deal. Like everybody has a budget. And so being realistic, I think is a great piece of advice of what your budget is. And I would say even do a little bit of research, you know, reach out. If there are vendors that you really love their style, 
reach out, give them as much information as you can. I think about like on the photography side, things that I need to know are like, where is your wedding? What's the date of your wedding? How many hours of coverage are you thinking for the wedding day? Do you want an engagement session? Do you want a bridal session? Are you looking for printed materials? All of those kinds of things that factor into what the price is going to be. And yeah. and if you if a client came to me and said, "Hey, we want we're talking about this. We want X, Y, and Z. These are really important to us. We're just in the mm-hmm. early process right now, but we wanted to get an idea of like give us a ballpark of what that would run us." I'm much more likely to respond to that email and be like, hey, yeah, yeah, most of my couples pay between X and Y and they land somewhere in the middle as opposed to somebody that's just like, well, how much do your services cost? Yeah, and we actually, I usually don't even, you know, for me as a planner, I I don't even answer those those emails yeah. because that's that for me price shopping and it's a, a bad price shopping. There is an yeah. educated yeah. question price shopping right. to do your research and then there's the price shopping of I'm just going to go with the cheapest that I can find. Exactly. Um, and and whatever whatever that bride or groom wants, that's totally fine. Yep. But you just have to find those, like for me, I know that's not my ideal client. My right. ideal client is 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 definitely has a budget and and here's the and, and kind of going back to what you said about Alan Burke and Jayla here's the thing that I find the funniest with with clients that that will email me or, or call me is they come to me and they say have they have no budget and I'm like okay so we can spend a half a million dollars and you're gonna be fine with it and then they take a step back and they're like well wait wait we, we didn't mean that and I'm like no you just told me you have no budget so sky's the limit the sky's the limit and they're like oh and they have this epiphany of we really do need to know a number and then they come back with that more realistic budget of hey we don't want to spend over x amount of dollars so it's kind of that that whole whole stigma of oh we think weddings are really inexpensive so we're just going to say no budget when weddings are actually a really big investment and you have to think about it and my husband makes a very funny comment to me every time I, I tell him a bride says that he needs like, you just need to refer it to a car. Do they want a Mercedes Benz or do they want a tractor? You know, it's really true. And, but it's very true. It's just like, where do you fall in line? Like, I don't care if you get a Subaru and I don't care if you get, you know, a, a Mercedes. Like, you let me know where it is, but that's going to tell me where your budget range is. Yep, definitely. Well, and I think that also just tells you a lot about them as a couple. And I think it tells the couple a lot about themselves as well. You know, I I think as you're trying to create this experience, you know, you you make the list like you said. I'm a huge list person. I have to-do lists all over my, my desk. I love a good mm-hmm. notepad. Um, makes my heart happy. But you make those lists and then you look at it and you go, okay, what's important? What, what do I want to, Mm -hmm. to have on the wedding day? And one of the things that I think you have to ask your question, ask yourselves as a couple is it's kind of a balancing act. I say as a photographer or even in video, same kind of thing. I can't capture a moment that didn't exist. Mm -hmm. 
I, I yeah, can't absolutely. capture a moment that didn't happen. So how are you going to create those moments? What, I mean, I, I do a lot of first looks with my couples where they'll see each other before the, the wedding day or mm-hmm. before the wedding. And I love it. It helps with the timeline and kind of flow of everything. And then they get to go enjoy cocktail hour. And so there are a lot of benefits to it. But every once in a while, I will get a bride that's like, oh my gosh, I saw the sweetest pictures on whatever platform it was. And the groom just like burst into tears when he saw his bride. And it was just so sweet. And I go, does your fiance cry? No, like you've never seen him cry in your entire don't get your hopes up that he's going to cry on your wedding day. Like, yeah, (laughs) because if that's what you have in your mind and that doesn't happen, then you're immediately disappointed. Yeah. And so a hundred percent, I like to tell them that, you know, you need to figure out how you're going to create those moments are, is, are you dancers are, and would that be really fun? We had a a bride who was a former cheerleader for the Chicago Bulls and the Atlanta Falcons, and she worked with us to create a surprise dance routine, completely choreographed, to do for her husband. That was a huge part of her life was dancing, and that was something she wanted to share with everybody, and it made for a really fun moment. I think the other thing to keep in mind, and I just had this thought, but as you're planning your wedding, know that not every moment has to be sentimental or absolutely (laughs) like, I think sometimes we can get in this realm of like weddings are, are sweet and romantic and sentimental. And, and there are those moments but that doesn't have to be your whole wedding. If you are a fun no. couple, have fun. If you like yep. dressing up or you know whatever that is, that can be an experience for your guests because chances are your guests are going to be at least a little bit like you. And so So I love that. Yeah, and I, go ahead. I, I think that, you know, it, it's really important for brides to realize that, you know, being unique and being true to yourself is really important because ultimately that's, that's what's going to make your wedding different. That's what's going to make your guests feel a part of it is, you know, really focusing inward and, and what you, you know, what you see for yourselves and, and where you're going to go and, and sharing that. Yes, I couldn't agree more. Really, we've had a really great discussion about how to start that that process of finding your experience and how to create that experience, and, and this has been a fabulous conversation. The last thing I want to touch on, since we do still live in a world where COVID exists, and mm-hmm. it is different in every single state of the United States, it's different in every single country in the world, everybody has different spots that they're at as far as how open they are, how closed they are, travel restrictions, like, and even though the projections, at least where I'm at, are saying that by the summer, things will get back to a little bit more normal as far as being open and the masking requirements and stuff like that. 
it may not be the case for everybody and it may also not work for you as a couple. You might still be a little bit nervous uh, given your family dynamics or what's going on with your guests. So what are some things that couples can do to ensure that even during COVID, their guests have a wonderful and exciting and happy and joyful and safe experience at their wedding? Absolutely. And I think one of the, there's two things design wise that we've done, that we've done for years, even before COVID. And and that's why it really never affected us, you know, when it, when this happened. And, and that's that social distance. Like one of the biggest things I can tell you design wise is please don't put your tables together, like on top of each other where people can touch elbow to elbow actually take that six feet and use it because that distance not only creates an intimate environment, but it allows for people to walk through and mingle. It allows for catering to come through and pour you a glass of wine or water. And that's what you want. Um, so when, when this all came out with, you know, stay six feet apart, you know, it, it was funny because I just laughed and I'm, I'm already doing that. All my clients are used to that. So no change there. So it was great. And then I would also say, if you want to have your wedding, have it. And work around the things that are happening. And it's something I touched on at the very beginning, and that's people aren't going to remember people wearing masks. Um, They're going to remember the things like, you know, the ceremony, you walking down the aisle in your beautiful dress, um, the vows. They're going to remember the food. Like, that's another great way that you can create a really good impression and experience during COVID is really dive into the food and do things differently. Have things served in different bowls, you know, have waiters dressed up, you know. There are so many ways that you can still have a safe wedding but have all the fun with it. So, you know, up here where I'm at, we know that, you can't stand up and have a cocktail hour. So what we did was we created these really cool pods with lounge furniture, all different lounge furniture. And we had waiters go to each pod with so co- cool. with cocktail observes. And it was so cool because it created this really welcoming but inclusive feel where the guests felt like, oh, my God, I'm being catered to in my own little pod. Like, People were really like, oh, I like this. And it was still, everybody was still around them. So they felt like, oh, yeah, this is great. We're still part of this wedding. But create that different feeling and don't be afraid to do that. I think that's really important in today's world. And, and like you said, I I hope and pray that we are back to normal at the end of the summer. I mean, our, our new president is saying that we will be. So I'm going to have faith in that. Um, but I think. I think the biggest piece of advice during this time that I can tell tell brides is don't be afraid of what's happening. Like we got through other things that were just as hard, you know, growing up. We think about 9-11 and, and all the things that changed with that. And we were okay with it. Like it took us a little bit, but we figured it out. And I think it's just about figuring out what the new norm is and embracing it instead of, walking away from it and not dealing with it because the longer you don't embrace it, 
the more painful it is. Um, so take the challenge. You know, it's kind of like the old adage of when, when life hands you lemons, you make lemonade. Right. And, and that's what I've been telling my clients this entire time. It's like, listen, we've got some really stinky lemons, you know, headed towards us. So let's figure out how we can make some really awesome sweet lemonade and, and figure out what works. So, so don't be afraid of it, you know, and, and, and I know that it's frustrating. Um, it's frustrating to all of us. We're, we're all in the same boat. We're all going through the same things. Um, and I just keep, you know, thinking that this happened for a reason. And you just have to take whatever has been thrown at you and figure out a way that, that makes it work. And from that, you're going to create an awesome experience. Oh, I love that. There are some things that I wish don't go away in the new norm. <laughs> like... I think this has given us an opportunity to get really creative and, you know, to create mm-hmm. create a lounge experience for a cocktail hour is so cool and something that I don't yeah. think we ever would have come up with no. had we not been forced to think outside no. the box. And so And that's the thing. We're used to doing high tops and low top tables and scattering them around. Who would have ever thought about doing pods? Yeah, You know, and it was the best thing ever. And now for this year and and next, we're already talking to our clients about those pods. You can stand up in a pod, you can sit down, but let's create intimate lounge experiences. Like how cool is that? Yeah, no, I love that. I, I think that's probably the best piece of advice is to just embrace where we're at and know that weddings are going to happen and there's a lot of different ways. And I think this is where as a couple, if you are really clear on what your vision and what the experiences you want to give your guests, then you can talk to your vendors and you guys can work together as a team to create those experiences. I think of a, a couple that we had, the groom was from a different country. He was from Turkey. They were getting married here. And none of his family or friends could be here. This was pre-COVID, so it wasn't a travel restriction. It was just difficult for them to get here. And Mm -hmm. what they had done, unbeknownst to the groom, is all of his family and friends had sent in videos of well wishes and congratulations for him and how excited they were for him. And, And they played this video during dinner And he got to, so all of his family and friends got to be part of the wedding day, even though they couldn't physically be there. And so I think those are the types of things that if you know what's important to you as a couple, your vendor team can then help that be manifested and created on your behalf. And then you don't have to worry about it and you get to enjoy your wedding day. Yeah, 100%. And we've done a lot of virtual weddings mm-hmm. um, this year. And, and one of the things that, you know, if you end up saying to yourself, okay, I just, I want to have 20 of my closest friends and do everything else virtual, you can actually send your guests at home that you invited a welcome box and oh, still great. make them feel included. You know, inside that welcome box can be like uh, instructions on how to get online, where to go, a party favor. You know, even I, I know caterers that are sending welcome boxes with food um, that has things that you can warm up that they would have been used for at the wedding. So there's always a way 
you know, to make something better than what it is. And, and that's why I'm a firm believer in that embracing the change and the challenge that, that you're given. Oh, I love that. Thank you so much. Any other advice that you would give couples before we, we sign off here? I think, uh, you know, the one piece of advice as a planner is don't be afraid to say no and don't be afraid to figure out who you truly are um, because ultimately your story is the one that's going to happen for the rest of your life and that's the one you want to share and find those people that really relate and match with you because they're going to create an awesome event. Amen to that. I couldn't have said it better. What a way to wrap all of this up at the end of this. Now you get to plug yourself. It is your time to tell everybody where they can find you and follow you and connect with you and see all of the amazing things that you're working on and the gorgeous designs that you are doing for your clients. Where can everybody find you? I'm kind of everywhere. (laughs) Good. Which is great. I, I love that. Uh, so uh, my company name is, is Jackson Watson Events. Obviously, you can find us on uh, the website with Jackson Watson Events. But we do a lot of speaking now on the new Clubhouse podcast. And we've been published. We've been multi-published in many things, everything from Martha Stewart to Junebug to Wedlock. You know, so just kind of type in our name and, and we'll pop up. Um, and then don't be afraid to email, call, or or, or even text me. Um, I, I'd i rather answer a question for a bride, even if I'm not working with them, than have them, you know, end up having the wrong answer. So I, I'm a firm believer in education and, and growing, and, and I'm always happy to network and reach out. Wonderful. Thank you so much. Thank you for sharing your insights, and this has been such a fun conversation. I've really enjoyed it. Absolutely. Thanks for having me. I loved it. You are welcome, and we will talk to you guys next time. Subscribe to Why Weddings, Traditions, Trends, and Tips for the Modern Couple on Stitcher Radio, Google and Apple Podcasts, or wherever you're currently listening so you never miss an episode. Thank you for listening. We'll see you next time. Share your wedding and engagement stories with us at morgan at yweddings.com for a chance to be a contributor on Why Weddings. This episode brought to you by Powell Weddings and Events. We treat you like family. Music provided by Tyler Olson with Musecape Studios.